Is the Earth round? At some point, a member of the Flat Earth Society came to this question and ultimately rejected it. We could speculate on a variety of reasons why someone came to this conclusion. What we do know is that there are people who came to be convinced of this ideology. The question is, what can be done to reverse it? While we continually focus on our own conclusions of the events that led to their denial, often we can formulate a strategy by simply listening to the person themselves. Alright, hello, I'm Paul Hemmelstrand, this is Refining Reason, and today I'll be talking about how to argue in a debate. So, <clears throat> I spoke a couple weeks ago about Facebook episode, and what I decided to do is I'm going to be doing a series of videos so that when people come to my channel, they can just look at whatever topics they want to. But so far I've been talking a lot about philosophy and, and things like that. And this one's going to be a lot more conversational, but <clears throat> what I'm going to be going over today is going to be more involved in how to kind of argue your point to somebody, and this isn't just strictly for Facebook or social media, this is just in general debate, and I want people to kind of keep that in mind. Um, but I'll start off by talking about methods of communication, and why they can change depending on what you're doing. Uh, so you've got face-to-face, -face, audio and visual, audio only, visual only, and text. <clears throat> now that's not the only way you can classify communication, but for this purpose I'm using these because this is what we would use um, with psychological operations except we'd interchange them for radio or TV and stuff like that. <clears throat> but when you come down the line, um, right about audio only, kind of depends what your message is, but each one has its own level of effectiveness. So face-to-face -face is naturally going to be the best one because there is less, um, there's less ways for misinterpretation to happen because you can maintain visual contact, you are displaying your body language, you can recognize the tone of my voice, see certain types of inflections, and see how I'm, uh, talking about subject and laying maybe I, I'm meaning something else with the tone of my voice. Um, Audio-visual, really the same thing, but it's kind of removing a layer of that personal touch. And in this case, for example, audio-visual, I'm, I'm giving a message to everybody else, but they're not really able to communicate with me in, in real time other than in the chat if someone's actually there, um, or in the comments in YouTube. <clears throat> So that real-time conversation takes back another layer. Audio only, same thing. You're not able to see my body language. I'm not making eye contact with you. There's certain parts that are removed there too. Visual only, same thing. This is pretty rare, but that would include things like if you were trying to talk to somebody that's in a different language and you've got an interpreter. While you're not directly speaking with them, your body language and how you uh, demonstrate yourself uh, is going to change how they're viewing how you're coming off. And then text. So that's the one that we're probably going to be focused on the most today. 
um, because text isn't going to be involving social media, text messages, email, things like that. And the important thing that I'm bringing these up for is because if you really want to communicate your message correctly, you want to have as much connection to the person you're talking to as possible. So if you're really trying to talk to somebody, even though I'm going to be talking more about social media for the most part, the best thing you do is just talk to them in person or do a method that's going to be uh, more conversational because there's so much that's lost. I'm sure everyone has had a point where they got a text message or read something on Facebook and they misinterpreted the meaning of what they were saying because there was no context. You know, I could say, here's actually a good example. I brought this for this. So I could say the following. Yeah, I really like this song. And then I take away and you actually see my face. Yeah, I really like this song. Now, if you just listen to my voice, you might actually interpret that as I did like the song. But because I'm adding visual cues in there in my body language, um, you can tell from that as well that I probably didn't like it. <clears throat> and so when you strip all that away with just text, you're really limited in the way you can talk. But I will move on to how you actually... Um, argue with people about these things because what I've been mainly talking about so far is how to refute certain things based on logic and fallacies and stuff of that nature but what do you do when you're actually trying to convince somebody of something totally different story so <clears throat> what you, you really should be doing if you're talking on Facebook or if you're talking in debate or talking in some kind of audience that's not just you and somebody else, um, your primary target audience is actually going to be the audience, not the person you're speaking to. Because the person you're speaking to is probably going to be pretty emotionally invested and they're going to be pretty entrenched in the conversation. They might get emotionally um, attached or, or they just get into that tunnel vision where they just want to get they just want to get the conversation over with or they just want to get their point in and and, and make sure that they're correct <clears throat> but the audience you know this sounds stupid but people are watching your comments so when they're going down a page and they're seeing two people debate about something those people are watching through those to actually see what the points are and they're the ones that are actually going to be more receptive so how do you actually go about this thing well the first thing would be to know your audience because what you have to do is imagine that you're on the other side of the argument. Um, you're likely to already be in an uphill battle here because the person on the other side of the argument is already convinced of something. If they were neutral, this would be a lot easier of a thing, but since they already believe in something, you have to work extra hard to actually convince them of the otherwise. Likewise, if there's people in an audience that are firmly believed in something. Uh, the other side of that is that you want to discredit assumptions that might be made about you. For instance, um, if I simply said I was an ex-police officer, you might assume that I was um, for drug legislation or, or certain like moral principles just because I was a police officer. When in fact, in, you know, in my case, I'm uh, very much against, or very much for uh, legalizing certain drugs. Um, so it's good to kind of get those out of the way because you could probably spend a lot of time talking about something and going in circles that was completely unnecessary for the conversation. 
Uh, so these next two points, these are the, the bulk of what I really want to get at. These are the, by far the most important things um, that I really want to address. The first one is to not marginalize your opponent. And this is what I see day in and day out on social media and in arguments with people, where people throw people into these camps of just they're idiots or they're uneducated or, or something on those lines. And I argue that people that subscribe to like the Flat Earth Society, for example, um, I don't personally believe in that stuff, but I can see how someone in that context could become entrenched. Because historically, if somebody feels like they're being, uh, if they're being, um, wow, I can't talk today, they're being uh, marginalized, then you know, they might actually be rational in a lot of other ways, but for whatever reason they got convinced of this thing because of, of what they perceived was a good argument. And when you just call them dumb, they're not going to believe they're dumb. Nobody believes that they're unintelligent. Um, and everyone believes that they're right for the most part. <clears throat> so when you go about and just make these blanket statements about them, you're likely to turn them off entirely. Uh... And also potentially makes it harder for them to be really uh, to be reached in related topics um, further down the line because they saw you talking to them this way, and they're gonna look at you in the future as someone that is just totally um, untalkable with. Uh, <clears throat> but the second thing that I really want to get at too is that when you're in an argument with somebody or a debate. The goal of this should be to listen, not to talk. I want to I want to really emphasize that. See, when I was a police officer and we were taught to interrogate people, it really didn't matter what your education was in it. Um, you were pretty much bound that the first interview you ever did, you were probably going to rush into it asking a bunch of questions and it was going to backfire. And the way that you build skill in it is that you really have to stop yourself from talking. Let them get out whatever argument that they were wanting and actually listen to what their points were. Because if you actually figure out um, the reasons why they came to those conclusions, it's a lot easier to address those points and potentially change their mind. Um, so yeah, I really want to stress that because what... what for me personally, what I keep seeing is that people are just trying to throw out all of their bullet points that they want to get out, and they're not even reading what their opponents are talking about. And that is totally unproductive. Uh, so the next thing would be to ask clear questions. So <clears throat> if you're arguing about abortion, for example, and I'm not going to say whether I'm one or the other, I'm just saying this is a topic that comes up. But if you're talking about abortion and your question is, well, do you care about life? Well, that's going to be extremely broad. Um, and they probably, I'm just going to assume that 99% of people that get asked that are going to say they care about life, regardless of what the implications of that is. Um, <clears throat> so if you're really trying to actually get to points where you can further discussion, you need to ask something specific. Um, 
you know, what about abortion specifically is bad? Are there statistics or evidence for um, things that can be problematic with it? Or on the reverse side, if you're um, pro-choice, um, or I'm sorry, pro-life, you know, actually address the specific issues that you're talking about. And you can actually go point by point in the argument instead of just making these general statements and nobody actually gets anywhere with them. Uh, I actually came across this yesterday because I've been kind of trying to get more into this, um, back into kind of talking with people on, on social media. I used to just ignore people, but, um, you know, yesterday there was something that was completely neutral on, which was the Trump's, um, tariffs on the, the steel. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I never read any articles. It was the first time I'd ever come up with it. Um, I just haven't been watching the news or anything lately. But, you know, here I was coming in neutral, and there are several people just arguing back and forth, and no one was really saying anything specific. They were just stating stuff without really backing anything up. And I simply asked, what what's your actual evidence for how this is going to negatively or positively affect the economy and instead of you know actually demonstrating why he believed what he did he just told me to google it and here's the thing google is not the arbiter of knowledge and there's two problems that you're going to run into with this if you just google everything it's it's a great tool to get to um certain types of documents and such but Google does not does not uh, weed out who are bad um, authority figures who who don't have much knowledge on the subject or if they are knowledgeable on it who their opponents are and what their credentials are and there's all these things they have to run through and I can definitely do that I can research it on my own but that's not the point he is the one that's asserting it if you're asserting a point, you should be able to back it up. And when I pointed this out, he simply pasted a Wikipedia article on it, which was altogether maybe 10 pages if you really stretched it out. And I pointed that out, and it's, I'm just going, I'm not going to assume, but it seems most likely that the what he posted in return was just the first thing that he grabbed from what I searched. Um, Anyways, so the the next thing would be to be relatable. If you were disrespectful to everything someone says, they're not going to take you seriously. It's kind of going the same lines of what I was saying um, with you uh, throwing out something too broad um, or marginalize people same same kind of concept the marginalization where if you're just being a jerk the whole time it's going to be really difficult for them to connect with you and actually take your point seriously and you know that's not to say that you have to be a giant goofball or anything but at least you know be a human being about it and talk to people instead of calling them idiots or that they don't know what they're talking about or they're just some libtard, or Republicans are all greedy, or whatever statement that they they use. Um, Instead, just get to the points. Um, And then on the reverse side of that, whenever you actually do get that counter statement back, whatever they say, like, 
you know, if they're replying to you um, on your points, then you should answer those statements concisely and objectively. You shouldn't leave any room for speculation. And when I say this, what should also be in the back of your head is you should be able to um, come to the conclusion whether you actually know enough to talk about or not. If you believe something and you get a reply back and you actually don't have an answer for it, those, the best thing you can do right then is to end the argument, say, maybe I need to research this more or I'm, you know, this is something I'm not actually um, intimate with. I'm going to actually do the research. Maybe not word it that way, but you end the conversation there. Actually do your due diligence, research the subject, and then you can come back and argue it. What you shouldn't do is just blanket fire a statement back because you want to win the argument. Because, again, when you have to argue, when you have to take into account your audience, people are going to see that and they're going to realize that you don't know what you're talking about. Because people who are knowledgeable in something normally can take something general and narrow it down to something specific, and people who aren't very knowledgeable usually take something very specific and turn it into something very general. And people can we or can figure that out very quickly. And so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the, the end of that is that if you if you're going to address some of these arguments, um, whether you're gonna start one or if you're going to continue the conversation, you need to demonstrate that you actually have knowledge in it. But uh, just to kind of recap, so know your audience, discredit any of assumptions about yourself, don't marginalize your opponent, listen, ask clear questions, repeat them if they're unanswered, or ask for clarity, be relatable, and answer their questions concisely. Now, <clears throat> I promise if you do all these things, you will be much more likely to be convincing to your opponent, or more importantly, your audience. And I think that is the fundamental thing that we should be doing whenever we're talking on social media. Because I argue that with all the um, things that I've gone over, specifically like marginalizing, um, this is why people are so divisive on social media, and really just in arguments in general. And I think if you stuck to these uh, principles, um, you could mitigate these problems a lot. But anyways, uh, that is going to be it for today. Um, I just want to again say thanks to the new subscribers. I'm getting more with each episode, so I really appreciate that. And uh, if you're new to here, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you can just subscribe and uh, get similar content. Um, this will probably be in a playlist with my other Facebook article, but I've got plenty of other stuff um, right now as well that you can watch. But anyway, um, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.